I encourage you guys to stay connected with me through other platforms. That's why I encourage you guys to follow me on Instagram. I encourage you guys to um, join my email list. That way, if if for any reason, I can get shut down on IG, right? Instagram could shut me down for all, for all we know, right? It doesn't have to just be TikTok. It could be Instagram. I mean, YouTube could shut me down as well, right? It, you know, and the, and so I, you know, I, I encourage you guys to um, to follow, to subscribe to my email list. Um, that's important because that way, wherever I am, you guys can can um, participate with me there. So I want to encourage you: click the link in um, in the bio and follow me. Um, follow my email list. Send me a text: nine five four two three one one eight four eight nine five four. Two three one one eight four eight. I encourage you guys send me a text. That way I, I can update you and say, "Hey guys, this is the platform that I'm on. Join me live. Here's my schedule. You guys will know exactly what's going on." Um. So join my text list. Join my um uh, uh my email list as well. Um. And you'll see the link there. So you can click the link in the bio. And then you know I encourage you guys become a patron. Uh, become a patron. You know, help support what we're doing here because that'll open doors for us to look for other means and other ways to get the word out. And so I appreciate all my patrons who support uh, what we do here. I know that there are those of you, it's, you know, $10 a month is a big sacrifice for you. And yet you've made that commitment. I've had people who said, hey, I replaced my Netflix budget with supporting you on Patreon. And that that means that means the world to me. That encourages me. And so um, I just want you guys to know, uh, you know, I'm not discouraged at all. Um, I have moments where I'm like, I can't believe this happened, but the, I'm a little bit, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the word I want to use? I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm slightly tickled <laughs> by it all. Um, and there are moments where I'm kind of frustrated because there's a, I would love to get the message out to my you know, almost 700,000 followers on TikTok to let them know, hey guys, follow me over here or join my email list. So if if they give me access, that's going to be one of the first things I do. I say, hey, yo, join my email list, join my Patreon, um, you know, stay connected with me because this could happen at any time. Even if they give me my account back. I mean, if they're not even clear about why they, you know, shut down my account the first time, if I don't have a clear, you know, reason for it, then they can shut it down at any time, right? They can shut it down at any time. So anyway, I'm, you know, again, I do not put my trust in kings or princes. My trust is in the Lord. And so if God gave that platform for me to share the word and all of a sudden that platform has been shut down and taken away, to God be the glory. I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not so bothered by it all, you know, um, but, you know, again, I, I part of me feels like they're going to give me access again. It was probably a troll who just reported me and then all of a sudden they just shut my account down. That's what I'd like to think. And so hopefully they actually review my account and they see that there's really no violations. But anyway, um, but that's not what we're here to do. We're here for the read and rant. And so we don't have TikTok fam. We just have our IG fam. And so I know some of my TikTok fam are over on IG. And if you are on TikTok... Hey, here's real quick. For those of you who are on TikTok, share it. Let people know you can follow Isaac Frere on Instagram, Opus Frere. There you go. 
Um, so share, let people know where they can follow me and encourage them to join my, to click the link in my bio, um, to join my email list. Okay. So anyway, um, we're back. Um, (laughs) as you called out the truth, uh, the word can be an offense. So I guess I violated somebody. Um, (laughs) anyway, Proverbs chapter 10, that's where we'll be reading. And as you guys know, we're reading through the entire scripture, spending 20 or 30 minutes a day. So we're going to spend a little bit of time today just reading through Proverbs, and we're going to pray. We're going to read from a meditational posture. This isn't Bible study. This is just a reading. We had Bible study yesterday, which I pray was a blessing to you all. For those of all the patrons who were there and were part of that, um, I hope it was a blessing to you all. We talked about the second idol of the church, which is the Sunday service for there's no scripture to support that Sunday is a holy day set aside. And um, we're going to continue to break that down. We talked about the Sabbath and what the Sabbath is. And should we follow the Sabbath? Should we not follow the Sabbath? So, um, you know, anyway. Um, but yeah, so we're going to we're gonna read. We're not going to do a Bible study. If you want to, you can get the Bible study on Patreon. But we're just going to read today. And then we're just going to hear from the Lord. We're going to ask the Lord. God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? The second question we're going to ask is, God, what are you revealing concerning people? And then the third question that we're going to ask is, God, what are you revealing concerning me? Father, I thank you. I thank you for each and every person who's here. I thank you for the privilege that you've given us to participate with you, Lord, that we can... um, develop our relationship with you, that we have an opportunity to hear from you through your word. So Father, I pray right now in this moment, as we read your word, Father, I pray that you would impart your wisdom upon us. Lord, speak to us today, Lord, that we may receive clarity about the call that you have placed on our lives. Father, that we receive clarity about who you are. And Lord, that we would receive correction where correction is needed, conviction where conviction is needed. Um, encouragement where encouragement is needed. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Proverbs chapter 10. And we're going to read verse one and it says this. The Proverbs of Solomon. That's pretty straightforward. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish man is the grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow a righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in the summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the vi- but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hmm. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will not. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a pratting fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, 
but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of a man who has understanding. But a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. A rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Hmm. I'm going to do something here. Give me a second, guys. This is going to be good. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The, the heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many. But fools die for lack of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Hmm. To do evil is like sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but as but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is a lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength, for the upright. But destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. It's a lot there. Proverbs 11. Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. <laughs> the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright, but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. The righteous of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust. When a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish, 
the hope of the unjust perishes. The righteous is delivered from trouble, and it comes to the wicked instead. A hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there is jubilation. Hmm. But the blessing of the upright, sorry, by sorry, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. But it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor. But a man of understanding holds his peace. A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is faithful conceals a matter. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. He is surety for a stranger will suffer, but one who hates being surety is secure. A gracious woman retains honor, but a ruthless man retains riches. It's a lot here. The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. The wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their ways are his delight. Though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished, but the posterity of the righteous will be delivered. As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. (laughs) There is one who scatters, yet it increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. A generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Goodness gracious. The people will curse him who withholds grain. A blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. Goodness gracious. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fool will be a servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner? Hmm. Proverbs 12. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a wicked man Sorry, but a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. 
A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of righteousness cannot be moved. An excellent wife is a crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like the rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked are lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man will condemn according to his wisdom, but he who is of a perverse heart will be despised. Better is one who is slighted but has a servant than he who honors himself but lacks bread. A righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. The wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. The wicked is ensnared by the transgressions of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heads counsel, who sorry, who heeds counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. He who speaks truth declares righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The truthful lips shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. No grave trouble will overtake the righteous but the wicked will be filled with evil. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. A prudent, but, but those who delight truthfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims righteousness. The hand of the diligent will rule forever, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. (laughs) The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Did you hear that, Ellison? Did you hear that, Izzy? (laughs) The righteous should choose his friends carefully. But the way of the wicked leads them astray. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is a man's precious possession. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious.
You hear that, Ellison? You hear that, Izzy? Proverbs 13. A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. There is one who makes himself rich, yet has nothing, and one who makes himself poor, yet has great riches. The ransom of, man, of a man's life is his riches, but the poor does not hear rebuke. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. By pride comes nothing but strife, but the well-advised is wisdom. Wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is the tree of life. He who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. Hmm. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Hmm. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool lays open his folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful ambassador brings health. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdain correction, but he who regards a rebuke will be honored. A desire is accomplished. Sorry, a desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools who depart from evil. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous, God, good will be repaid. A good man leaves inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of a sinner is stored up for the righteous. Much food is in the fallow ground of the poor, and for lack of justice, there is waste. He who spares his rod hates his son. But he who loves him disciplines him promptly. You hear that, Ellison? You hear that, Izzy? 
The righteous eats to the satisfying of his soul. But the stomach of the wicked shall be in want. I'm going to stop right here. Um, and I just want to share a couple of thoughts for a couple of minutes, just to give a quick heads up for our next one. I'm going to start probably a little bit earlier. Um, just so you guys know, since we do this live every morning, and I know there are those of you who will be listening to this on the podcast, since we do this live every morning, um, we generally come on every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And generally we do it on TikTok and we do it on Instagram. However, um, my TikTok is currently banned. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, f- so for now, I am just on IG. But uh, I will say this, that, um, you know, I'm still going to keep going on IG and hopefully my TikTok fam can come over. I've been posting these directly on um, on Patreon for those who are, who are our patron, our patrons, you know, you get the content and um, right away. And that's usually the rhythm. But for the next you know couple of days up until we uh, up until we you know, either get our TikTok running or we think through a new rhythm, I will make these available to everyone. So go ahead and just follow me on Patreon. Whether you're a patron or not, you should be get, able to get them right away. Um, anyway, that's all to say that, uh, you know, uh, I, just keep us in prayer about that just so that the Lord guides us through the season as we engage in that. But I, I you know, tomorrow, since we're not, I, you know, I have an early uh, morning appointment, just want to give a heads up that we're probably going to get started at 7.30. So just, you know, kind of squeeze in a little bit earlier. We'll get started at 7.30. We'll probably read a little shorter. Um, but I just want to throw that out there. Well, my endeavor is to just read through the book, through the Bible with you. That's really what I'm here to do. And then, you know, you guys can just sit around and chop it up with me and endure the rants that I have at the end after we're done. And it's just an open reflection. Um, it's an open reflection to what, the Lord is speaking into to me um, as I read through this text. Um, and so I'm going to share one thought with you and then we can continue this tomorrow. Uh, so be there 730. Okay. We're going to get there earlier tomorrow. So just be here with us on 730 as we engage. But I want to just share this and this is real short, real short. Remember what we talked about yesterday. We talked about the righteousness of God. The the authority of God, the sovereignty of God that has been delegated through humanity. That God has been in the business of making all things new, restoring all things. That when God created all things, what binds everything together is the very essence, the heart, the wisdom, and the intelligence of God all together. Notice there I highlighted the word wisdom because out of the righteousness of God, comes the wisdom of God, which shaped and fashioned the universe. We read that already. That wisdom was there. When God saw the earth without form and void, wisdom was there. When God brought order to the chaos, wisdom was there. When God established his system, wisdom was there. When God created humanity, wisdom was there. And wisdom was pleased. And wisdom delighted. In the creation of God, wisdom is not just a bunch of cool ideas, but wisdom 
encompasses the heart of God, the morality of God. Wisdom encompasses the system by which all things are held together. Therefore, if righteousness is the 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 law, if righteousness is the justice of God, if righteousness is the system that when it's followed leads to being restoration and to make all things right, if the righteousness of God, when it is fully manifest, makes the earth look like Eden, then the wisdom of God, I think, let me back that up. If righteousness is the train track, wisdom is the train that rides it. If righteousness is the guide by which we, uh, or the system by which all things are put together, wisdom is the means by which these things are actually lived out. And so out of the righteousness of God comes wisdom. Wisdom is pragmatic. Wisdom is practical. Notice when he says that he shapes the earth. It is through wisdom that he shapes the earth. Wisdom is the activity. Wisdom is active. It's intelligent. Wisdom, it's not just a bunch of good ideas. Ah, wisdom is a power. Wisdom is a capacity. Wisdom is an ability. Wisdom is an activity. Wisdom is a doing. Wisdom is an acting. Wisdom is a being. Wisdom is not just a bunch of cool ideas. Wisdom is a way to live. And so when we talk about the glory of God, the holiness of God, the righteousness of God, the wisdom of God, the essence of God, the beauty of God, you cannot separate that from the wisdom of God. You cannot separate that from wisdom because wisdom is the means by which all these things are being held together. So if righteousness is on one side of the coin, wisdom is on the other side. And yet the beautiful thing about wisdom is, is that wisdom lives out to discern, to shape, to order, to make right. Stay with me, fam. It's going to get a little bit deep. Stay with me. Um, if you see when the scriptures talk about the artisans and the scriptures talk about, remember we, when we were reading in, 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 um, in, uh, in, not in Genesis and Exodus. When we were reading in Numbers, I'm sorry, guys, I'm just putting it all together. Remember, when we were reading in Leviticus, sorry, and in Numbers. But when we were reading in Leviticus, the artisans and the craftsmen who built the tabernacle of God, who built and shaped it, it said that it was by wisdom that this was created. Wisdom is creative. Wisdom creates. Wisdom is the means by which it is done. Wisdom is actually practical, active. It's the doing of the being. It's one thing to be righteous. It's another thing to do righteousness. It's one thing to be holy. It's another thing to do holy. Wisdom is the doing of the being. If I'm one thing, wisdom is the doing of it. And so when we see the artisans and the craftsmen, the, the scriptures tell us that they were inspired by the spirit of God and it's by wisdom that these things were created. So wisdom was the one doing it. Are y'all with me so far? This is really important because wisdom is practical. It's pragmatic. It's doing. Therefore, when God, stay with me, family, when God was creating the earth and then we see the earth being formless and void, 
And we see the Spirit of God hovering over the waters and God separated. God ordered. God ordered. I said this before. Genesis is not about creation. Genesis is about order. Genesis is about how God brings order to chaos, how God brings beauty out of ashes, how God can take the broken things and breathe life into it and make it into a beautiful thing, that out of all the chaotic disorder came Eden. Wisdom was the one bringing the order, discerning, separating, separating the light from the darkness, calling the light day and the darkness night. Wisdom was the one separating the waters from the firmament, creating atmosphere and water. Wisdom was the one that separated the land from the, from the water, and therefore he's bringing it. And so when we, when we talk about wisdom, wisdom is the doing of God, the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing, the separating, the ordering, the discerning. And I said, up to Proverbs 10, we're seeing a prelude to how, to what wisdom is and the critical part that wisdom plays. And now that we're in Proverbs 10, we're shifting over now to how wisdom is lived out and how wisdom is manifested and how wisdom is expressed. And I want you to see one thing today, and then we're going to be reading as we go, but I want you to see one thing in all of this, is notice what wisdom does. Wisdom discerns. Wisdom separates. Wisdom contrasts and compares. Wisdom puts one thing on one side and another thing on another side. And so what wisdom does is wisdom tells you what is righteous and wisdom tells you what is wicked. The opposite of righteousness is wickedness. And what wisdom does is wisdom files all the chaos and puts righteousness here and puts wickedness there. I want you to pay attention. Wisdom is not telling you all just just ways to live and things to do. Wisdom is teaching you discernment. And so we see righteousness and we see wickedness. And what we're seeing happening as a father is writing to his sons, and yes, I was shouting out Ellison and I was shouting out Izzy. Those are my two boys who I love very much and who ha- are profoundly gifted and beautiful boys, intelligent boys. But if there's one thing that their destiny rests on, it's wisdom. And so this father is writing these proverbs to his sons and he's explaining to his son what wisdom is and how wisdom is lived out. And I want you to notice here, applied revelation, that's right. I want you to notice here how the father is explaining these things to his son. Pay attention. Wisdom is separating, separating. Just notice here. 
I don't know if anybody caught it, but every proverb starts off with one thing, but another thing. One thing, but another thing. One thing, but another thing. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes one rich. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a pratting fool will fall. Did you catch that? It's one thing, but one thing, but one thing, but he's contrasting, contrasting. What is he contrasting? He's contrasting what righteousness looks like versus what wickedness looks like. Wisdom is righteous. Folly is wickedness. Out of the righteousness comes wisdom. But folly, out of wickedness comes folly. So what Proverbs is doing is, remember, we said that out of the righteousness of God is lived out these things. Out of the righteousness of God, we see now how we live. (laughs) And if you would allow me here to just make one quick point, and this is important, fam. This is critically important. You do not live for the righteousness of God. You don't live to become righteous. You live out of the righteousness of God. If you lived to become righteous, then grace has no purpose because you've been saved by yourself. But if it is the cross and is the grace of God that saves you, then nothing you do makes you righteous. Your righteousness comes from him. He makes you righteous. He declares you righteous. And it has nothing to do with what you do. However, out of the righteousness of God, because he's made you righteous and because he's changed your status, the way you live changes. See, we're trying to live to become righteous. When we don't live to be righteous, we live out of the righteousness of God. And for some of us, there are those of us here who are still trying to live out the the, the grace. I'm trying to receive the favor of God. How many of us are still trying to receive the favor of God? Man, if God would just love me, if God would just accept me, if God would just, because I keep making all these mistakes, and there's no way God would accept me, and there's no way God would love me. So when I get it right, man, I know God's going to love me. How many people have thought like that? And you all thought, well, you know, once I do, once I do right, man, I know God's going to accept me. And yet God loved you even though you were a sinner. He loved you, loved you anyway, unconditionally. So instead of trying to fight for the acceptance of God, you're doing this wrong. You don't fight for God's acceptance. You live out of God's acceptance knowing that you've been affirmed and loved by God. Stop trying to win God's love. God loves you already. Now that you know he loves you, live like he does. 
out of the righteousness of God, the love of God, the grace of God, comes out a way of living. Are y'all catching me? So now because God is righteous and because he's made me righteous out of that now, this is how I live. This is what I do. I'm not doing it for his favor. I'm doing it out of his favor. And so now out of the favor of God comes the way that I live. And there are those who live out of the favor of God. And there are those who live out of the favor of man. For people who live out of the favor of God, they live out of righteousness. For those who live out of the favor of man, they live out of wickedness. Living out of the favor of man is folly. Living out of the righteousness of God is wisdom. I hope I'm teaching. I'm hoping. I know this is in a Bible study. We had Bible study yesterday, um, which I hope it was helpful to you guys as we continue to teach. But I want to make sure everybody understands what's happening here. Is he saying, a wise son makes his father glad, but a foolish son is a grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but the righteousness. So what is wisdom doing? Wisdom is separating what living out of righteousness is versus living out of foolishness. What what Proverbs is doing here, what Solomon is doing as he's writing this letter to his son, is he's saying, this is what it looks like to live out of righteousness, and this is what it looks like to live out of foolishness. Can I just say one thing real quick? Can I just say one thing real quick? Some of you are following the wrong rules. Let me say that one more time. Some of you are following the wrong rules. You're reading the Ten Commandments. You're reading the Torah. You're reading Leviticus. You're reading all these things, and yet you've been free of those things. You're not under the law. You are under grace. But you haven't lived out of the grace, and so you're so busy trying to follow the law that you didn't realize that your righteousness was in Christ. And if your righteousness is in Christ, then, the thing that you live out of and the thing that should be expressed out of is not what you see in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It's actually what you see in Proverbs. Proverbs teaches us how we live out of the grace and the righteousness of God. The actual practical things that Christians should be looking to follow is actually Proverbs. The rule book for how you ought to live your life is not what you see in Exodus. The rule book for how you ought to live your life is what you see in the book of Proverbs. And here's the unfortunate thing. The unfortunate thing is that a lot of people are so busy trying to legalistically follow the Old Testament and follow the law that they miss out on actually the most important book for Christian living. And that's the book of Proverbs. You want some rules and some way to live? Read Proverbs. Yeah, do that. And do what it says. Spend more time there. Like, spend more time there. 
You know, you're like, well, what should I do? What should I not do? How should I live? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? Should I be saying this? Should I be saying that? Could I be doing this? Could I be doing that? Y'all, we had Bible study yesterday. Just a quick little recap, guys, from Bible study yesterday. What, what did we say? We talked about how Peter, even before when the Gentile Christians were receiving the law, um, when, when sorry, when the when the Hebrew Christians were trying to impart the law on the Gentile Christians, that Peter said, why would we give them a yoke that even we weren't able to carry? We're over here trying to give all these new Gentile believers the Ten Commandments and the Torah and all these things. And why would we give them the yoke that we couldn't bear? And yet that's the yoke we choose to take. Take a different yoke. You want some rules about how to be a Christian? Hmm? You want to know what Christian living should look like? Read Proverbs. Don't just read Proverbs. Do what Proverbs says. Live out Proverbs. If you if you could just do and live out Proverbs, then 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 you'd live like a Christian. Then you would live like as Christ said, loving the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. If you would do Proverbs, you would know what it looks like to live out loving your neighbor as yourself and loving God with all of who you are. You're over here trying to read the Ten Commandments and all the other laws when you haven't read the most important one, which is love. And if you want to know how love is lived out, read Proverbs and do it. As a matter of fact, Proverbs might be the book that you need to spend time on. Because Proverbs actually is the guide to how you live in God's world. And so today, the one thing I want you to leave with, because we're going to be breaking down, you're going to see these things repeated over and over again. You're going to see these things repeated over and over again as we continue to read. It's, it's going to say these things over and over again. But, but I want you to notice. I want you to notice something. It's, the but, the but in the text, almost every verse has a but. Almost every verse has a but. To do evil is like a sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. This is what wisdom does. Wisdom says, this is what living wisely will look like, but also I'm going to show you what living foolishly looks like. Living wisely is righteousness. Living foolishly is wickedness. And now that you have righteousness, the fear of the wicked will come upon him, but and the desire of the righteous will be granted. To do evil is like a sport to a fool. Look what he's just telling you. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. I'm going to give you just, I'll read a couple. Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but but a just weight is his delight. What is he saying? He's saying don't cheat people. Just be honest. Don't cheat people. Right? That's what he's saying. Dishonest scales. You know, weigh it right. Treat people fairly. Be fair. That's just what a Christian should do. That's what a person who has the heart of God should do. Not out of the law, but out of the righteousness of God. And so we'll keep breaking this down. 
But I want you to notice today the but. The but. Notice the but. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are imparting wisdom upon us, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you, um, Lord, speak to us, Lord, in your word. Lord, you are so wise. (laughs) You are wisdom. Wisdom embodies you. It is you. You, Lord God. Your character, your heart. And so, Father, I pray even in this moment, Lord, that you would um, teach us, Lord, to live out of your righteousness. Teach us to live out of your grace. Teach us to live out of your wisdom. We bless your name today. And we give you glory for all of it. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen.